Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Guys, thank you for tuning in to Talking of the Bit. This is episode 58. I'm Kyle Edwards, of course. And this episode, we're taking a look at Thursday Night Football between the Patriots and Rams, which is going to kick off week 14 of the NFL. Uh, so I'm going to break down the game for you, give you the stats you need to know, all the other information you need to know, um, give you the key matchups in the game as well. And then by the end of the episode, I'll give you my prediction for the game, which will be my first prediction, my first pick for week 14. I'll also give you a bold prediction for tonight's game. Um, also, of course, I'll give you this little preview of next episode. But before we can really talk about week 14, we kind of have to finish up week 13 and with that, of course, I'm going to go ahead and go over my picks from week 13. Uh, since we didn't get to do that before tonight's game. And, of course, with that, I'll be able to wrap up kind of what happened in week 13 anyway. So, kind of get both things done in tonight's episode. And so with that, once again, you knew always do Atlanta game the Patriots game any of your primetime games you know Thursday night game uh, which we didn't have last week but Sunday night Monday night and in the case of last week there was two Monday games and a Tuesday game so I did those and then I do seven picks a week now so based off of those games whatever's left are my wild card games so the first game was the Saints-Falcons game. And I took the Saints as the 2.5 point favorite. The Saints ended up winning that game 21-16. So that was a win. Um, you know, it was a game that was closer than probably some would have expected. But, I mean, when you have Taysom Hill instead of Drew Brees, yeah, it was kind of up in the air. I mean, the Saints did get out in front early. And the Falcons actually had a shot late to win the game with Matt Ryan getting them into a position where you know had a last second play on a fourth down to Julio Jones in the end zone. Uh, he wasn't able to uh, come up with the catch. And then they actually ended up with the ball again through a Hail Mary down in Julio's direction. And he wasn't able to come up with that either. So the Saints came out with the win, 21-16. And like I said, that's a win for me, so 1-0. Second game was the Patriots game. And the Patriots went into the game against the Chargers as a 1.5 point underdog. I went ahead and took the Patriots in that matchup. And not only did the Patriots cover, but they ended up blowing out the Chargers 45 nothing. So that's another win. 
it was a weird game because you would think with the Patriots scoring 45 points, they must have had a big game offensively. Well, actually didn't because they scored. Let's see. Uh, they scored off a blocked uh, field goal. They scored off a kick ret- a punt return. Um, they scored. Well, Stidham came in late in the game, threw for a touchdown. Cam had two rushing touchdowns. So ultimately, wasn't a lot of offense through the air. But then again, that's kind of norm for the Patriots. But they were able to dominate. They got three sacks on uh, Justin Herbert, J.C. Jackson. Had an interception, and they also picked him up. Chase Winovich got another interception, so the defense was great. The offense was opportunistic. The special teams was great, and he got 45-0. Third game I picked were the Packers going against the Eagles, and I guess the story you really know is Jalen Hurts finally got his opportunity as the Eagles have benched Carson Wentz. So that lets you know how Wentz was doing in that game. And I took the Packers as the 8.5 point favorite. The Packers were able to uh, get their offense going. Which, I mean, the offense has been going pretty much all year. But the Eagles didn't really give them any resistance. And led to a 30-16 win for the Packers, which is another win for me. So 3-0 right now. Four more picks to go. Fourth game, game I was worried about uh, was the Chiefs Broncos. Took the Chiefs as a thirteen and a half point favorite. I know that's a big number, and I went back and forth on that one. Almost didn't even pick the game because I usually don't like picking games with spreads that no that big. But I kind of thought Broncos are the Broncos right now. You know they're just getting their quarterbacks back after the COVID protocol. The Chiefs, kind of a running theme this year, but the Chiefs haven't really looked like that explosive offense that we're used to seeing for the past couple of years. So I kind of thought maybe this was a game where that might happen and, you know, they might get a nice little blowout win, start making the transition to the playoffs. Well, it didn't happen. The Chiefs did win the game, but they won 22-16. So the Broncos ended up covering, which means I've lost that one. Um, so 3-1 and one right now. On to the fifth game. So I did the Washington football team versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was played Monday afternoon. We all know because of Steelers-Ravens game getting pushed back so much last week, it affected their game this week, so... Steelers, Washington football team on Monday afternoon. Um, With this one, I've been saying for weeks, I know the Steelers are undefeated. Don't fully believe in them. So I knew at some point that they were going to get tripped up. So they came into the game as a pretty heavy favorite. But I went ahead and took Washington in this one as an eight and a half point underdog. And Washington not only covered, but pulled off the big upset, giving the Steelers their first loss. They won 23-17. That means that's a win for me. So now, 
four and one, two more picks. So at least right now, I'm gonna I finish the week over 500, which is great. So let's see the last two picks. Uh, next one, 49ers and the Bills. This is another one where the so the Bills came into this one as a favorite, not a heavy favorite, but a slight favorite, and. You know, the Bills on paper are the better team. They're sitting on top of the AFC East. The 49ers are going through transition. They still have Nick Mullins at quarterback because Garoppolo's hurt. It's kind of looking like we might not see Garoppolo the rest of this year. Maybe not even with the rant with the 49ers anymore. But I thought with this one, because I want the 49ers as a two and a half point underdog. And I just thought that, you know, the 49ers have played a lot of teams close lately and have um, also come up kind of short with late losses so I thought they'd be able to keep this game close with Buffalo but they ended up losing 34-24 and you know it was pretty pretty tightly contested game you know the 49ers did show up well but they just lack some talent with no George killed and all that so uh, Buffalo, like I said, won 34-24, which is a loss. So now 4-2, and two, one game left. And that was the Ravens-Cowboys game, which was played on Tuesday night. So in this one, the Ravens came in as a 9.5-point favorite. Obviously, we know what the Cowboys are going through. Some injuries, bad coaching, uh... Some players have regressed this year for them. So they're going through a tough year. They've struggled mightily lately. The Ravens haven't exactly been setting the world on fire. Their offense has been kind of pedestrian. They've struggled against good teams. Cowboys aren't a good team. So I took a chance on this one. Went with the Ravens as a 9-up point favorite. The Ravens ended up doubling up the Cowboys (coughs) 34-17. Another win for me. That means I went five and two on the week. So definitely had a great week last week. So with going five and two, that pushes the overall record to thirty-nine and forty. I'm a game under five hundred. Still trying to get this uh, what sixty percent by the end of the year. Still an uphill climb, but hopefully I can ride the five and two week. Going into week 14 and just continue it on from there. Also, one quick note before looking at Thursday Night Football. Remember my bold prediction from last week? I said that one NFC East team was going to end up covering. I said at least one. And uh, let's see. So I did take the Redskins. Not the Redskins. I said it again. The Washington football team. But and they upset the Steelers so my prediction came true there is one team that covered right there the Eagles uh, I picked the Packers to beat them the Eagles weren't able to cover there so they didn't get it done the Cowboys didn't get it done either but in probably the surprise of the week the Giants ended up covering against the Seahawks and actually pulled that upset as well so, not only 
did one NFC East team cover a large spread? Because like I said, all the teams were basically double-digit underdogs. But two teams did, and both of them pulled upsets with the Eagles and the Washington football team. So just wanted to put that out there. And But now we can look at the Week 14. As I said, Patriots versus Rams. Um, rematch of the Super Bowl from two years ago, which a lot of people said was the most boring Super Bowl. Me as a Patriots fan, I can't say that because the Patriots won. It was a defensive battle. I happen to like when great defense is being played, so it was entertaining to me. Yeah, you'd probably like to see more scoring because the Patriots won 13-3, but hey, my team won. Can't really complain about it. Big story coming out of that game was Sean McVay. If you remember, they played the um, like sights and sounds from the game. And before the game, all we heard was Sean McVay basically like going gaga over Bill Belichick. He's talked about several times how Belichick has been kind of the coach that he's watched a lot and wanted to kind of mimic his system and be, well, obviously he wants to be the success that Belichick has been in New England. And, you know, for McVay, it was his first opportunity to go up against Bill. And he was hoping that his Rams team wouldn't be able to beat the Patriots. And, you know, maybe Sean McVay would have, I don't know, possibly taken the mantle of the best coach in the NFL. Well, it didn't happen. So now this game will be the first, like I said, matchup between the two since then. So McVay is obviously looking for some redemption. And, I mean, McVay wasn't the only one who, you know, got schooled by Belichick and the Patriots that day. Aaron Donald, who's, you know, most people view as the best defensive player in the league, was held pretty much in check by the Patriots offensive line. And, you know, they did double team him, sometimes triple team him a couple of times. But for the most part, um, like I said, they held him in check, which was a big factor for them. But you fast forward to tonight, the Rams come in tied atop the NFC West at 8-4 and four, uh, with the Seahawks as well. The Cardinals have fallen off a little bit and have actually fallen two games behind them. Uh, the Patriots come in at 6-6. Six and six. They are winners of 4-5 or five, though. And remember, they started off the year 2-5. and five. A lot of questions about how bad this season might get. Well, they turn it around. They're now 6-6. Six and six. They have an outside opportunity in making the playoffs. They definitely, well, winning tonight would go a long way to helping them get there. Uh, if they do lose, they're not mathematically eliminated, but they, you know, if they lose the, I guess, ways to get into the playoffs become that much smaller. So win tonight here does open up some possibilities based off of what happens in other games coming up Sunday. So a big thing to look at is this is the second game for the Patriots in LA in three days. So they didn't have to worry about any travel in terms of like, I mean, just think about it. If they played uh, like in New England on Sunday, then traveled out to LA for tonight's game, could be some sluggishness there. But staying in L.A. after the Chargers game, they were able to, I guess, get more accustomed to L.A. And just, you know, 
catch up on their rest. Rams were on the road Sunday. They were in Arizona, so it wasn't like once again they were on the East Coast and came back. But there was some travel there, so maybe they might have to see how the Rams start off the game. Um, if you are a fan of well-disciplined teams, this is the matchup for you because the Rams and the Patriots are the two least penalized teams in the NFL. The Patriots are the least penalized. Rams are number two. So you can expect both teams to be pretty physical, but within the rules. And one key matchup for tonight's game, that Patriots secondary with J.C. Jackson Stephon Gilmore, the McCordys, Devin and Jason, um, Kyle Duggar as well. Name that a lot of you may not know unless you're like a true Patriots fan. Bumble and Bumble Seaweed's invigorating shower ritual feels like an escape. Start with nutrient-infused shampoo and conditioner. The formula infused with royal sugar kelp, green microalgae, and Pacific sea kelp helps keep your scalp hydrated. Then open your jar of seaweed whipped scalp scrub to add two times more shine to your hair instantly. And before you head out, use seaweed air dry cream to give your hair that effortless beach look. Make your shower feel like an oasis with the Bumble and Bumble Seaweed Collection. Dive in now at bumbleandbumble.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. But they will be going up against, well, the main duo of Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Uh, the two of them have been great. We all know Cooper Cup is your... Kind of security blanket for Jared Goff. He catches a lot of those passes over the middle. He's good with the ball in his hand after the catch. Robert Woods can, uh, you know, push his routes a little bit further downfield. He's able to make big plays down the sideline. So expect to see um, Gilmore definitely on one of them. Probably Woods. And then with Cup, you'll probably see uh, maybe Jackson or or maybe Devin McCourty on Cooper Cup. And of course, they have other uh, um, weapons there, but those are the two main ones that the Patriots will look to stop tonight. Then, other side, the Rams have the third best rushing defense given up. Only 93 yards on the ground a game. We all know the Patriots are a run-first offense. Uh, they're the third-best rush offense in the NFL. 
they rushed for almost 151 yards a game. So strength on strength there, one's going to have to give. And then just a little footnote, the Rams haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher all year. The Patriots have rushed for over 100 yards uh, four times this year with between Damian Harris and Sony Michelle. Um, and, you know, they don't have Burkhead back there as he got hurt a few weeks ago. James White will get a few carries. He's more a threat in the passing game whenever they go to, like, their screen game. And, of course, the Rams are not going to have to... Or, going to have to remember that you know the bulk of the rush yards don't just come from Harris and Michelle but Cam Newton is also a threat to run back there as we've seen especially down around the goal line in the red zone Uh, Cam Newton has what 11 rushing touchdowns this year so when the Patriots enter the red zone that's where the threat of Newton taking a uh, kind of a direct run up the middle or on kind of a stretch play, trying to find the opening to get to the end zone, it's something to watch. So then offensively, I would say expect the Rams to try and establish the run game early because the Patriots, which was the knock on them early on in the season, did struggle against running um, running games of op- of the opposition, and I know that the Goff would love to just you know get back there, throw it out to Cup and Woods, but Goff is usually more effective in the passing game uh, in play action, and the only way to really set up play action is you have to establish the run early and give the defense something to think about. So look for that, which means. For the Patriots, guys like Lawrence Guy, uh, Josh Uche, Chase Winovich on that defensive line in the linebacking area will have to be able to keep the running game at bay so they don't have to, you know, drop Duggar down in the box or Devin McCourty and leave the secondary a little light. So, once again, it's going to be kind of a little chess match between Belichick and McVeigh, Josh McDaniels, you know. And then for the offense of the Patriots, kind of what we've seen the past couple of weeks, because early on in the year, well, pretty much the first half of the year, they struggled to score in the first quarter. But past few weeks, McDon- uh, Josh McDaniels has gotten kind of creative with the, with his offensive play calling, where they run... Um, some like wide receiver screens or a reverse of the wide receiver coming on the back end behind Cam or the um, kind of the new play that you see a lot where wide receiver goes in motion, the quarterback's in shotgun or pistol, takes a snap and just hands it off to a wide receiver and they try to go around the edge. So you could see that with uh, Demir Bird. Or even Dante Moncrief, who has been a you know a big time signing because he came in just a couple of weeks ago, but he's already contributed on special teams. Hasn't really seen a lot of time offensively, 
This could be a game where you might see him out there. And also want to see, you know, uh, if Cam is forced. Because like I said, the Rams have a tough rushing defense. So if the Rams can stop that early, will we see Cam play in the passing game the way he did against like the Seahawks early in the year? Or just like the against the Texans just a few weeks ago where he was able to make plays in the passing game. You know, we saw Nikhil Harry catch a touchdown pass last week. And we know that Nikhil Harry's been kind of in the spotlight all year as it's his second year in the league. He still struggles a little bit, but maybe that touchdown catch can kind of get him going uh, for these next few weeks to finish off the regular season. And, you know, maybe Jacoby Myers has another big game. If you remember the game against the Jets, Myers was kind of Cam's big target. Uh, He caught, what, like 10 10 passes that game. So, not to say the Patriots are completely inept in the passing game. It's just been that their running game has been so effective. They haven't really needed to use their passing game. But something tells me tonight... Cam may have to make some plays in the passing game. So we'll have to see. Like I said, kickoff is coming up here in about 30 minutes. So um, then, of course, looking at the standings as we are in week 14, as I said before. So playoffs are right around the corner. Each game takes on its own kind of added pressure and Uh, each game is big at this point especially for a team like the Patriots who I said are on the outside looking in it's a game that they need to win Um, the margin of error for them is pretty much paper thin a loss here and uh, I mean you're pretty much out of options so if they can get to 7 and 6 because right now the Dolphins are the 7 uh, seventh uh, seeded team in the AFC playoffs. They are with eight and four. So if the you know Dolphins were to lose Sunday, get to eight and five, Patriots win tonight, seven and six. They still have a game against the Dolphins coming up. So there you could see uh, at least a slight opening to get into the you know. I think right now I think. I think they can still get like the sixth seed in the playoffs if they win out and depending on what else happens. So need the win, as I said. And coming into the game, the line, which I get from ESPN, the Patriots are a five and a half point underdog in this one. You can call me a homer on this one, but I'm taking the Patriots to cover. And then I'll take him one step beyond that. I'm taking the Patriots for the upset outright. I think the Patriots get it done. 23-20. Who knows? Could be a late kick from big kick Nick Folk. You know? 2020 game. I mean, just think of it. Picture this. Rams come down. Get a touchdown. Tie the game. 2020. Uh, you know, get a kickoff. Gunner gets a nice return out of it as, you know, past couple weeks he's had touchdowns in the kicking game. Cam has to make a big, 
Has to make a couple of big throws, get them into position, kick a game winner. Nick Folk splits the uprights, 23-20. And then Patriots fans can, you know, kind of let the optimism of making the playoffs grow a little bit. So there's my pick, 23-20. And then my bold prediction for the night as I said, Patriots are a run-first offense, but I say Cam gets a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown tonight. That's my bold prediction. Rushing touchdown, he basically gets one every game. That's not that bold, but passing touchdown, that's what makes a bold. So there's my bold prediction. Cam, passing touchdown, and rushing touchdown. So there you go. That's Pretty much all you need to know for Thursday Night Football. Uh, Like I said, gave you my pick for the Patriots-Rams. First pick of Week 14. Um, I I could could give you my other picks for Week 14, but I will save those for Sunday when I give you my uh, Week 14, well, the rest of Week 14 preview. Before kickoff at one, at least that way, because with those games, especially these past couple of weeks, you never know based off of, you know, coronavirus and all that, who may come some big players. So may affect some of my picks. So I'll save those for then. And also kind of looking forward to next episodes coming up here. Um, gonna talk so MLS Cup is Saturday night we'll go over that Um, like I said haven't gotten a chance to talk much soccer on here but I am a soccer fan so I've been watching MLS playoffs my revolution did get knocked out in the Eastern Conference Finals which was tough but it was a good year for them so we'll go ahead and preview the MLS Cup we'll give you the winner um I don't know if you've noticed this as well. NBA preseason gets started tomorrow night. I'm excited. Hope, Hopefully you guys are. I'm a big basketball fan. And, you know, last season literally seems like it just ended like two weeks ago. But here we are again. And, um, yeah, you know, 72-game season, so... Definitely a lot of uh, NBA topics will be coming up. So I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the first half schedule, which the league released. Kind of come up with some big games. Um, ESPN also released their top 100 list of the NBA. We'll definitely have to go over that because I do have some thoughts on that list as well. Um But then kind of for, because the preseason is like a week long. So, you know, sprinkle in some other NBA stuff for the week leading up to the regular season. So, you know, some some publications have done predictions for Eastern Conference standings and the Western Conference standings. We'll definitely go over those as well because I've seen those, have some thoughts on those as well. Maybe go over some possible breakout players to look for um you know because once again with uh 
basketball starting on the 22nd. That means a lot of you will be getting ready for fantasy basketball leagues. So I'll give you some players to look for to to, well, to try picking up. I mean, we all know the big names, but maybe some players flying under the radar that you might want to give a look to. And yeah, I think it's going to be a good, well, I feel like the way last NBA season ended, the NBA is riding a high right now. Which, I mean, I could insert your joke here. As the league said, they are going to pretty much relax completely on the whole marijuana issue. Allow players to, you know, smoke some weed if they want to. Not fear the risk of failing a test or anything. That makes this year a little bit more interesting. But, you know, we'll get into all that coming up. And... Then, of course, still have some NFL stuff going on. Like I said, we're getting down to the end of the regular season. Playoffs right around the corner. So a lot of big games come up in in the schedule. So, you know, definitely stay tuned. Plenty of content to come for you guys. But with that, go ahead and get out of here on this episode. You know, get you guys ready for Thursday Night Football. Um, all my Patriots fans out there, I will be rooting with you, but, um, but yeah, so if you're new here, hope you liked what you heard. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, you know, you can go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. Um, you can do that on any of the major platforms for where you listen to podcasts. You can go to the, uh, Facebook page of the show. Just go to Facebook chomping at the bit you can follow the page there uh trying to you can interact with the show there as well um if you are on twitter i am on twitter as well with the show at chomping podcast you can go there interact with me as well uh like i said i do i am getting more involved on twitter put up some uh polls every once in a while that way, you know, could kind of like stay on the pulse of what you guys think on certain topics. So, yeah, however you want to reach me, there's several ways to do it. Also, wherever you are listening to this, if you hit the subscribe button, help me out a lot. Or I know some of them allow you to leave a like a review or something. Definitely do that as well. But um, yeah, so thanks again. Be safe out there. God bless, and I'll catch you on the next episode. All right. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 